here's to courageous pioneers who understand a legacy is multifaceted. Welcome to our Legacy Planning Podcast, a podcast for leaders and visionaries of all ages. Whether you are an independent entrepreneur or someone who is part of a family business, you too can leave something of value behind for a greater purpose. Perhaps your legacy will improve workplace cultures, seize authentic moments, or inspire others with your talent. Your host, Angelina Carlton, is the founder of Design Your Legacy, a boutique advisory firm based in Beverly Hills, California. She is a mentor and coach to leaders like you and has contributed to Alliance, a philanthropy magazine, as well as to women in family business. She has been recognized by Los Angeles Biz as an LA woman of influence, as well as by World HRD Congress for her work. Remember, you deserve great coaching because your legacy is worth completing. Good morning, my name is Angelina Carlton. I'm the founder of Legacy Planning, a boutique coaching and advisory firm based in Beverly Hills. This morning, I have the pleasure of introducing Kassar. She is the director and a certified practitioner at Life Choices Reprogramming and Management. She is also a registered member of the International Council of Psychotherapists. She studied at the London School of International Business and earned her diploma in health and social care social care management. Kassar also holds a bachelor in psychology from the University of South Africa. Without further ado, welcome Kassar. Thank you, Angelina. It's really uh, very nice to be with you today. I thank you for inviting me and I look forward uh, to have a great uh, session with you today. Yes, yes, I look forward to it as well. I think that you can bring a valuable skill of RTT, which you'll explain in a moment to the listeners and to the viewers, that I think is an exceptional tool to bring to the marketplace today, as people are you know, beyond stressed out given the pandemic and recent world events. I think people need some tools to help them today. So I thought maybe we would start with understanding what RTT is. Yes, uh, definitely. Uh, RTT is uh, one, I would say, of the uh, most interesting combinations that we are having nowadays. Uh, it's a combination of the most beneficial principles, cognitive uh, behavioral therapy, neuro-linguistic programming, psychotherapy, and hypnotherapy. It is a mix of therapies proven to be effective, comfortable for many of my clients and for thousands of RTT users. Yes, yes, good, good. I, and I realize that's the technical definition. And you also had an opportunity to work with and study under Marissa Peer, who is very well known on the internet. So what does RTT mean to you in your heart in simpler terms? compared to the textbook definition? <laughs> in simple terms, I would say RTT is a, a very in-depth tool that can help people go deep inside their mind to that subconscious level okay. and find out, discover uh, what uh, was not known to them and uh, use whatever they discover, whatever is new that they get from their subconscious mind and apply that in their life to make better choices. Good, yes, that's wonderful. And I think that that is needed today. And so as you are a bit across the pond in, in you're east of Madagascar, is that correct? 
Yes, it's yes. Notion. Yes. It's an island in the Indian Ocean. Yes. Uh, you must have heard about it. Yes, yes. And so when we're talking about problems in the world today, here I am uh, in the West Coast of the North America. So what have you seen in the landscape? And then we'll dive deeper into some stories of clients that you've worked with and other uh, good, good success stories to share. But for the moment, you know, what are you seeing in the landscape where you're at? Well, for the moment in the landscape, you know, we are all in the face of coronavirus. We are rethinking social change. By social change, I mean changes in human interactions and relationships that transform cultural and social institutions. Um, today, it is fair to say that uh, the various changes we are currently seeing in the world are impacting us all. You know, even the spontaneous among us uh, with typically the biggest smiles, you know, are having um, difficulty uh, with those uh, major life uh, challenges. So I think it's hard for everyone. Okay. And, uh, you know, people are feeling anxious, uneasy, or up in the air lately. And, you know, the brain tends to deal with all types of major changes in the same way. So, you know, there's a lot of work to be done out there. Well, absolutely. So when you spoke a moment ago about how the brain deals with changes the same way, so it doesn't matter if I'm in one time zone or if you're in another, if stress is stress and fear is fear, I think it causes the mind to kind of shrink back or regress compared to want to uh, be filled with imagination. And we're going to talk about legacy in a moment. But, you know, this idea of a legacy um, isn't necessarily a conversation around survival. You know, if somebody is in survival mode, a legacy is going to be the last thing that they're going to think about. So uh, what, what are your thoughts? What's, uh, what's that look on your face? What are you thinking? Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, when there's something new, uh, people first uh, survive and then they adapt. So there is a process. And to uh, really... Uh, have the best outcomes, I think then there is a real need for us coaches to accompany, to guide those people towards um, even better futures, you know, um, to have uh, uh, those results, those desired results, those desired outcomes for the society, not just uh, individuals, but the society, the community, and the world. Absolutely, That's so they, they don't get left behind. So they don't yeah, get- we, we don't want anyone to get uh, left behind or, you know, uh, not uh, in that process of uh, changing that we are undergoing right now. Yes. And yeah. you've had the pleasure of working with clients that are both French speaking as well as English speaking. And, yes. and so I, I do find it fascinating that, again, one of the things that coaches can tap into is the understanding of human nature, that it is not, again, just locked into one country or one time zone or one geography, that, you know, people are people. And so, um, you know, one of the things, if we circle back to RTT, is that it gets to the root of the problem compared to just the problem itself. So can yes. you give me an example of maybe when you were working with a client and they presented you with the, you know, what I might call the problem for the coaching session and how you kind of discovered the root underneath of that problem? Yeah, I mean, you know, when the client is here with me, I, I spent a lot of time to elaborate and uh, 
discover what is it that uh, is blocking them. I mean, when the client enters the consultation, he or she has decided, you know, I want to deal with that issue. Uh, I'm procrastinating. Uh, I have uh, uh, this anxiety, this stress, uh, this anger issue, etc. They come, they, they already have in mind what they want to discuss. But trust me, after an hour or so of talking about their lives, their experiences, most of the time they find out that what they thought was a priority to be dealt with is not the case. So after we have discussed, we have uh, sorted things out, the various issues, we very often end up with new priorities, you know, new things they want to deal with. I mean, I've had clients who wanted to quit smoking, but after one hour or two hours of talking, it was a toxic relationship that we had to handle first. Yeah, <laughs> so this, is the, this is the magic, I mean. This Absolutely. I, uh, yeah. Most of yeah, I think that when a issue starts to become what I might call excavated, and you start to dig and, and peel the onion metaphorically, there's a lot underneath the surface that people are carrying around that they don't know how to unpack by themselves or that they don't want to unpack alone. And they reach out to coaches and psychotherapists and people in this profession that can understand and who are trained. And so again, this is why I wanted to bring uh, somebody who's a specialist in RTT to this platform to talk about this as a very valuable tool because it's accessible again, not just you know in, in one country or one time zone, but it's accessible to anyone in any income bracket or any society, any language and so forth. Yes, and the good thing is that you know you can it doesn't matter where you are, you can have it on Zoom. So you don't have to spend on transport. You don't have to be in a room where you don't uh, feel at ease. So you can be there at home and your therapist is at the other side of the planet and, you, and which works, uh, you know, equally uh, As effective. well. Yes. Yes, and yeah. very effective. Good, good. So what would, be one piece of self-knowledge a client has gained in one of your RTT sessions? Well, uh, let me tell you um, what I always tell my clients first. You know, I always tell them that uh, to realize when they have come on this planet, like they were all like uh, white pages, you know, and then they start learning. They start Like a learning. blank slate, like a blank canvas. Okay. Exactly. So my job is to accompany people to reprogram their life's choices because they have been making choices since their very early ages based on the people around them, their teachers, their friends, uh, their caregivers. So they've had uh, been making choices, not necessarily uh, in their best interest. So I am here to make them realize that they can reprogram their life choices again. They can choose again. They can choose to grow. They can uh, develop management uh, techniques that will you know, lead them to their most fulfilling uh, selves. Yeah, the most fulfilling lives. Yes, yes. 
I think one yeah, of the things, sorry. yeah, I think what one of the things you're pointing out there is they can reprogram their beliefs, that their beliefs aren't, you know, in concrete. So when you talk about the white pages or that blank canvas, it is, you know, let's get out the eraser and let's decide which beliefs will work for you the best now. Like perhaps when you were four or eight years old, your reasoning worked one way and those, those beliefs uh, became ingrained, but now you're 20, 30, 40, 50, and you can choose, do those beliefs still work? Would you still reason like that now, knowing what you know now? Uh, I reason like that. I believe that anything can be done uh, through RTT. It's, I'm really convinced. I've seen so many huge changes in people. I mean, the first time they come to see me and the second time they come to see me, there are huge, really huge transformations. So definitely I encourage so many people to try RTT and uh, uh, I can, yeah, definitely say that the changes are extremely positive. They are achievable in a very short period of time. Yeah, and I, I think also to add to what you're sharing right now, I think that, um... You know, it is uh, one of those, um, you know, if I, if I refer to awareness for a moment, I think somebody's awareness increases, you know, were those the opinions of other people or were they my opinions? Were those the beliefs of other people or were those my beliefs? And I think when they get to start to like sort them out. So like, here's a metaphor, for example, like a child has toys. Are they my siblings toys or are they my toys? But sometimes when we don't make the effort, we just lump all the toys in one pile and we think all of it is ours and it might not be. And I think when we start to get to simplify and streamline and clean that up, it, the freedom that it brings is exponential. Yes, but it is also very important to note, Angelina, that it is very difficult to do that on a conscious level. Yes. Through, through RTT, uh, we use hypnosis to access that subconscious level, you know, which is 100 times smarter than our conscious mind. So with our techniques, with RTT, we easily access that part of the mind, which is responsible for reconstruction of beliefs. You know, those feelings, uh, those tiny details that clients might not even be aware of. You get that, you access that in that subconscious mind. And that's amazing. That's yeah, the think, magic of yeah, RTT. That is that is magical. And I, and I think a lot of people don't know how influential the subconscious mind is. Yes, definitely. When I have to explain, you know, the, the subconscious mind, it's that very thin layer okay. of the mind, while the subconscious mind is that huge part underneath. And we go with it in in, in an RTT session, we go with a torch and we find out, you know, those things that the client was unaware of. Good, good. I love that metaphor. It's like the ocean underneath. Yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and <laughs> I think the, the tip of the iceberg. And iceberg. <laughs> good, good. Yes. yes, yes. And I think that there is an aspect of detective work that comes with really good coaches and psychotherapists and hypnotists and all these people in this world of, you know, you called it magic. And I will add to that, I might call it the invisible magic. You know, we can't see the wind, but we can see the effects of the wind. 
Well, yes, I must say, you know, as an RTT therapist, I'm really blessed because I have been trained and I can use various tools, you know, to help those clients because I know where, I know how, and I know why it first started. You know, for example, when you are working on trauma or painful incident, I have several tools that I use to carefully untangle it to revisit scenes, you know, and it's possible to relieve blocked emotions. So uh, we work together, uh, my clients and myself, on the meaning and beliefs that uh, were created, that the mind created during or after the incidents. Okay. And I use powerful suggestions to make sure that those incidents are reframed and let go. Yeah, so the patterns are so broken. Yes, so the detective work, uh, you know, being able to localize, uh, to identify, to guide uh, the client there and to empower them. I believe that RTT is empowering the person, the client to see clearly uh, and to know what is happening in his mind you know, to let go, to reframe, to reconstruct and to be different, to transform. Yes. And it is very much a cause and effect process. And when they can understand, when a client can understand the causes of why their behavior is the way that it is, why they're making the choices that they are, or, it, or what, um, what are the foundational beliefs? Like, um, for example, if I say I'm not good enough, then that becomes the driving motivator. Can you give an example of one common belief? Uh, like I'm not lovable, I'm not something and that that can. Yes. Okay. For example, um, there are many people who think that uh, they don't deserve love. They don't deserve. That's a belief and they don't attract the right partners. They have, they end up with narcissists. They end up with, with, uh, uh, a toxic uh, people relationships it's a, it's a pattern you can yeah. see that why is it that i'm always attracting the same time of partner the same type of partner why is it that i always end up in the wrong job why is it that i always doing that why is this pattern so you know those beliefs and then those beliefs turn into action and what you attract so i have to go back and um, make them realize what was pinning them, unblock those beliefs, reconstruct, help them, guide them towards other uh, patterns. Good. Yes. Yes. And it is very much detective work of uncovering, because I think a lot of the times we're so busy living our lives that we don't slow down and stop to do the work until the pain becomes too much or... Yes. We're in a position where we have to perform, whether it's for a job or it's for a family business or it's for some type of role that in order to become extra good, we have to what I might call like cut those strings of like the speedboat that's holding the speedboat back in order to grow and raise our vibration to evolve to the next level. Yes, definitely. Uh, you know, it's not easy. Uh, people when they want change, they want to transform, they know they want to be there, but they don't know how to get there. It is um, very energy consuming as well. You know, it can be overwhelming to change the process, but 
I'm always there to accompany them. Um, I accompany them every day. I send them messages. I send them emails. I call them to make sure that the transition is going on, to make sure that they feel they are supported uh, throughout the process. They come here for a first two-hour session where we uh, talk a lot. We sort out the various events. Then sometimes it's so complex that I ask them to have another session of talking again, where we unpack. So it's a lot of unpacking. It's a lot of purging uh, that has to be done. And when I see that they have the right habits, I see that they are ready for hypno, then we go for uh, that RTT uh, therapy session, which is another two hours. And after that, I give them a recording uh, with strong, powerful, positive uh, words. And words and are powerful. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, word, words can bless somebody and words can curse somebody. Yes, so that's yeah. why we choose, you know, the better we think here, the better we will say, and the better we choose our words, it's going to have uh, the impact, the desired impacts on our lives. So yeah, it starts in the brain, it starts in our thoughts. So better choose what we are thinking. I encourage my clients, I uh, guide them to adopt a new way of thinking and to, to be able to choose and say no to negativity, to say no to things that will not help them build the lives they want to. Yes, because I think one of the awarenesses that can also come from this is when somebody realizes that even the words alone that they are speaking can bless themselves and, and they can also self-curse themselves without even realizing it because yes, it's without realizing. Yeah, yes. be, because um, I think humans can be very hardwired to want the familiar, but what if the unfamiliar is compliments and praise and love? At that point, you have to, you know, like you talked about change um, that, that wiring in a sense to say, you know, don't go back to what's toxic or don't go back to what's insane in the, you know, the definition of insanity. Uh, yes, you know, um, when I work uh, with my clients, um, I guide them, encourage them to do what they don't like to do first, you know, to yes. make unfamiliar familiar and the familiar and familiar. Yeah, you, you get them to, to do the hard stuff first, to knock out the hardest, you know, challenges, activities, homework assignments. Yes, uh, I try to, because many of them, you know, they don't have a structured life at all. When they walk in uh, and when I see them for the first time, uh, when we start talking, they, they, they are usually people who don't give time to themselves, their self-care, their food, their exercise. There's no time for them. They are so busy with the outside world. They are so busy with the business, they are so busy with kids, they are so busy with other issues that they don't have 30 minutes for themselves to question uh, whether they are choosing to have that food, whether they are choosing to uh, have uh, this and this uh, habit. So yeah, I very, I take a lot of time to make them realize that they do have to create this structured life where they um, 
are in equilibrium, I would say, with their inner selves, you know, to, to, to look inside of themselves, to question, to appraise, to see what's good for them and what's not good, what has to uh, be let be out they have to let go of. Yeah, I, I love it. I think that you're asking them to proactively and consciously uh, structure their life. So they're not just being a, a sailboat in the wind, apathetic. Yeah. One of the things that I say in my coaching practice is uh, uh, what apathy is doing to your legacy is just not right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, I believe that successful people do what they don't want to do first. So I guide my clients to choose to tackle what they find hard to handle first. You know, at work, for example, if they have to make a different, uh, a difficult call, uh, I advise them that they do that call first. Yeah. If they need to run or exercise, go to the gym, then do it first. You know, doing the things uh, they don't want to do first makes them feel like a winner. You know, like first thing in the morning, this they, they get up at four or five, they, they run uh, 10 kilometers. So they have this sense of achievement and feel free and lighter to carry on with the day later on, you know. And secondly, I recommend that they take frequent and regular actions in the direction of their goals. Yeah, I think, I'm sorry to interrupt. I think one of the things you're speaking to is integrity, because when they don't do the hard things first, there's almost like an invisible self, sense of self-betrayal. But when they do do the hard things first, it's almost like, like, you know, they're powerful. Like they, yeah, they ate their spinach, you know, if they're you winners. Know, yeah, because, winners. Yes, they're, they're winners. Yeah. Because yeah. they, they would, in their mind, they're saying, oh, I couldn't do it. And then they do it. And they're yeah. like, oh, they, they impress themselves. Yeah. Yeah, and you know it's amazing how people say, "Oh my God, I'm not motivated." Um, well, motivation will not knock at your door, you know. Motivation <laughs> comes through action. <laughs> yes, yes. So, yeah. So the more action you take, the more you will feel motivated toward that uh, thing which you want to do, you know. Yeah, and, the, and, and yes, I was just going to say that, and the motivation starts to become momentum, like a positive. Yeah positive tsunami and the more you see that well wow i'm doing this exercise now i wasn't able to do that wow now i wake up at four i run 10 kilometers and after that i have my smoothie and then wow i watch the news i have time to watch the news i didn't have time to watch the news then i can do things i'm reading a book i'm reading 10 pages before breakfast and i have time to prepare my breakfast wow that's amazing i I wasn't able to do that a month ago. Right, right. So this is motivation towards a healthy life. And I think it also, if we talk about positive and negative mirroring for a moment, I think that it, um, it surprises them in a good way because they start to see themselves better. Definitely. Yeah, you can see that, you know, they grow. The more they do things that suits them, the more they do things that makes them healthier, they glow. They yeah. glow and they impact on their surroundings. They smile more, they love, they enjoy, they are happy. You yeah. can see that. And, and, I, and I, yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead one more time, please. 
sorry, you can see what they are attracting, you know, they are happier. And they, are, they also impact on the people around them, you know, a happy dad, a happy mom in the morning, I'm sure will definitely have a happier family. Of course. And happy colleagues. Yes. And Yes, and that family then influences the community, which then influences the world and the ripple effect. And I think one of the reasons why I think coaching is so important, and this is one of the reasons why I'm having this series, um, is because I think that when people become adults, that accountability or what you call the structure oftentimes can disappear. You know, are their parents going to still be doing, you know, uh, you know, the, the structuring for their lifestyle? Are their parents still going to be lecturing them to tell them to to you know, whatever it is, maybe when they were growing up, they had a very strong framework around them, or, um, you know, in combination with a school system, whether it's public or private school, and then all of a sudden, you know, they're adults, and they have to take personal agency. Um, but if they don't, you know, obviously, they can easily slide backwards or start to become mediocre when there's huge potential in all of us. So I think coaches bring this, um, also this influence and tool of accountability, that where we challenge clients to step it up and we challenge them to not go backwards and to keep buying into the BS. Yeah, you know, with the wonderful tools uh, that we have today, we have coaches, brilliant coaches. I mean, people can't complain that they are lacking guidance. There's so much they can do, so much they can achieve in every field now you know and that's available that's amazing and people now are more and more aware of the importance of coaches and the value that coaching can bring not only to themselves to their families to their work to wellness to happiness so so much can be done and yeah that's amazing and and to their legacy <laughs> So before I go on to the next question, yeah, I want to circle back because, um, you know, some of the statistics that we see out in the world today are, are shocking and, and it doesn't, again, affect, you know, just some of us, it, it affects all of us because none of us live in a, in a bubble, even if we might be affluent or we might think that we live in a bubble, it's still a very much an interconnected world. So, you know, some of the statistics that I've come across include that about 150 million people worldwide will go into poverty given the recent pandemic effects. Um, second, in the United States, one out of four think about suicide, especially young adults these days. Uh, the third uh, antidepressant medication in the United States has increased by 600%. And, and we won't even get into military suicides that have increased 30% since 2019. Uh, from a commerce standpoint, you know, if we talk about family businesses around the world, um, in the United States alone, uh, 60% of restaurants will never reopen. And many of those restaurants have been family-owned businesses, family-owned enterprises. And so, you know, I think, again, I just want to take a pause to emphasize that RTT is something that is available to people. And um, just as we find ourselves blessed with the conveniences of technology, I still think that we need to be proactive in doing the work to find out what resources are out there, not just rely on the convenience of, you know, how easy the apps or the iPhone or the MacBook makes life for us, but we still have to, you know, do the proverbial sit-ups and push-ups to make sure that we are evolving and transforming, especially when tragedy could arrive at our door. Yes, we should not wait that tra tragedy knocks our door, you know, first. We should be able to question. We should be able to look inside of us, question and uh, help others 
you know, once we are uh, there, once we have achieved that level uh, that's uh, convenient, that's good for us, then choose to help people around us. Definitely, this should be uh, our goal, our purpose in life. Absolutely. That, and I think as we get stronger, we can be guides for other people. We can be leaders for them. You know, as we evolve and we let go of our, our issues, we can also show the way for other people. Absolutely. So let me loop back to RTT for a moment. Um, so one of the great things about this tool is that it also allows individuals, clients to reframe experiences. So sometimes the interpretation of an experience alone can bring meaning to us. So can you give an example of how someone might interpret uh, or give meaning to an experience, but then how they can reframe it when they're at choice compared to in the moment, you know, years ago? Yeah, well, let me uh, share a story of a client with you. You know, uh, she's, uh, she's someone in her mid forties. She has a successful business, uh, but then she has this guilt feeling uh, about uh, what she's achieving. She's procrastinating. Uh, she wakes up late. She doesn't want to go to work. Uh, she has even insomnia. And when she came to me, she was this broken lady. She, she was questioning herself because you know, she had everything to make her happy. She had a happy, she had family, she had kids, she had business there. And yet, yet there was that emptiness. She was feeling guilty. She, just, she didn't know what was there pinning her and uh, having those uh, impacts in her life. So uh, once we did our hypno, once we did our RTT, she, find, she found that she was carrying a guilt feeling, you know, and that feeling was created when she was 12. Okay. So she was 12. She created that guilt feeling that while she was doing well at school, while she was in an elite school, uh, she had a sister uh, much younger, but who was average. And she had kept on building that guilt feeling about her success, about her potential, which later manifested as, as procrastination and insomnia and having huge impacts on her daily life. So yeah. you see that, I mean, where? where do those blocks come from you know we can only know that when we access our subconscious mind and through rtt we can do that easily safely yes so. it's it, and it's and it's interesting because it's almost like survivor's morse the lady had this you know it's like instead of being the taller blade of grass she was self-sabotaging because you know in all, almost yeah. yeah to in order to um make somebody else feel good it's, it's slightly codependent but many people aren't aware of you know why they're making the choices that they're making yeah yes. because at that when she's 42 she's no longer guilty when she finds the sister they share a good time yeah still, that feeling that was built when she was 12 
Yeah. And it manifested, it grew, and it took a huge uh, uh, space in her life, in her mind. Right, right. Yeah, and what we don't examine and clean up. <laughs> <laughs> at some point will be instead of the stream it will be the waterfall <laughs> yeah and i must say that you know um each client they may come uh with sometimes they come with the for example if they come for uh procrastination but when we go when we regress when we go to those scenes those moments they can vary they can be very different from one client to another, they, they may not have the same root causes. It varies a lot. Yes. And, and here, I just want to make a plug for coaching in that um, it is unique to every client and to their experiences. It is customized in that sense that even though there is a framework uh, that is available, like like RTT or, or any of the other models that are out there, even the coactive methodology, whatever the, that um, system somebody can rely on, it always gets customized to that client's life and to their what they are facing. So it's not as if... Uh, you know <laughs> yeah it, yeah it's not copy paste it's yes. not copy thank paste. you yes yes yeah it, it does take it does take effort on the, uh, on the part of the coach, the advisor, the hypnotherapist to understand what exactly if they have like a laser beam, you know, where exactly do they hone in on because you don't want to just throw paint against a wall, you know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm very I take a lot of time. That's why I do perhaps uh, four hours uh, of talking of cognitive uh, before we go to that RTT, because I make sure that I have covered every aspect that the client is open and trusting me a lot. Because, you know, uh, to go to that level in your subconscious mind and to find things, you must be at ease with me. You must trust me. Right. And you must really open so i spend a lot of time with my clients to get to know them to build that trust and to make sure that they open up as much as possible and and to be receptive to your ideas to how you're sure. going to lead and guide them yes 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 yeah. Most, i mean all of them are very receptive i've, I've not had uh, anyone who's been uh, uh you know complaining etc because we work as a team then we have common goals and they know that they can rely on me for sure good good and so one more thing about the subconscious mind is not only is it incredibly powerful but it also is highly influenced by images and pictures yes yes uh you know you master your mind because uh your mind does what you tell it to do first. It's very important to know that, you know, what it thinks you want it to do. Your mind responds only, and I say only, to the pictures you make in your head. Yeah. And the words you say to yourself. So it's very important to know that. I'm going to repeat it. You know, your mind responds only to the pictures you make in your head and the words you say to yourself. So the way you feel about any situation are because of only two things, the pictures you make in your head, the words you say to yourself. So how you feel about any situation is because of the words and images you are making. You know, we can change our words and images 
any time and our mind responds to words that are descriptive. So instead of saying, this is a challenge, you change the words and say, you know, I want this to happen and I believe I can make it. Yes, this is a wonderful opportunity. Yes, yes. Yeah, so yeah. you choose the words, you know, your words become your reality and your brain uses the words you speak to identify what you are feeling. Yeah. You know, your, brain, your brain takes every word you say as literal and accurate. Yes. So better, better be aware of that, you know. The more you choose positive words, the resulting feelings become then positive. Yes, yes. It's a simple equation. It's, it's very simple. And, and also words are free. People start to think that words are expensive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so your mind basically is wired to seek out and return to what is familiar, like we said earlier. So to succeed, you know, you have to make familiar, unfamiliar and unfamiliar, familiar. Yes, yes. And insist i insist that people start praising themselves they have to learn to praise themselves you know to keep pushing themselves further to believe in themselves i mean criticism negative language is to be banned at all cost yes and it's interesting because i think sometimes humanity gets beat down and then people learn that it's like uh, they almost get energetically infected and then the, those tapes start running in their mind and and i mean yeah humanity i feel like has been beat down for eons and centuries but it, it's it is a an act of um pro, proactive consciousness to want to develop one's inner landscape to become such a strong muscle and uh skill set of tools and so forth that no matter what's happening in the outer landscape their inner landscape becomes stronger more equipped more enabled more empowered yes so i'm going to ask you a personal question kasar yes which is um what pictures are up in your home office when we talk about the power of images and or what are your three favorite words the pictures and images that I have are waterfalls, oceans, trees okay. with roots, okay. huge trees with beautiful leaves, branches, flowers that reminds me of their fragrance, their beauty, gardens. And yeah, this is what is in my home office waterfall because I believe, you know, that water can purify your body, your mind. And uh, yeah, I love waterfalls. I love the ocean for its depth. You know, it's so deep, it hides so many treasures, the, so many things I'm sure that are still to be discovered. So yeah, these are the pictures that I surround myself with. Beautiful. And, yeah, and, and trees yeah. are growth and they're life and they're green and yes. Yes, no death there. <laughs> you have protection. You have oxygen. You breathe. Yes. Lovely. And, and if you had three favorite words, what might they be? I am enough. Oh. <laughs> so I think this is the foundation and the simplest way uh, to start, you know, having a fulfilling life, to believe that 
you know, you are enough. You have everything you can, you deserve, and uh, there's no door, you know, you can. Yeah. So Good. I am enough. Lovely. <laughs> Powerful. Okay. And as this is a legacy series platform, I would love to hear what you would like your personal legacy to be. Because again, I don't think that legacies are just meant for one type of person or one time zone or one age bracket. So yeah, you know, I want uh, the people uh, to say that they are living a life uh, where they had the chance to choose, you know, they've made the right choices, uh, a life that uh, they didn't just inherit, a life uh, that wasn't just uh, wasn't just forced, uh, or that they had no option but to live it, you know. So I want to be surrounded by people any age who are there and telling me, you know, I'm having this great life and I'm choosing everything I'm doing in my life and I'm having this really fulfilling life. And I'm so happy and I transmit that energy to everybody around me, this happiness, this positivity, this uh, success. Yeah, so oh. this is what I want uh, to be surrounded uh, by. Yeah, and I think also to be a bright light to anybody that you cross paths with, you know, whether that's in your uh, professional life or your personal life, to be that bright light of hope to remind them that there, there uh, are answers, there are tools, and there is a way, and just to raise that, again, I might call it the vibration of the frequency of love and, like you had said, purification and so forth. Yes, happiness is love and trust, believe, and there's always better ahead, best, the best self, it's the basis of everything. Say that last part again one more time, please. Uh, start by loving yourself, it's the basis of everything, it's the foundation of success. Good. Self-love. Lovely. Okay. And on that note, is there anything else you'd like to share before we wrap? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, can I thank some people? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like gratitude to, to, yeah, exactly. yeah, to tie up a session. Yeah, yes. I've, I've been, you know, I've had an incredible journey so far and I'm very grateful you know I've had the best coaches people around me with so much love and I've been accompanied and that's really great and uh, I don't know if I can say the names and but they know who they are yeah and they've been they've sure guided your path yeah I'm sure they'll be looking at this um, interview and I thank you a lot, Angelina. It's been great talking to you today. Yes, my pleasure. Thank you for making the time um, in coordinating schedules. I, uh, I'm, I'm thrilled and very excited to connect with, uh, you know, uh, someone in your part of the world. I, I, I've, uh, again, I'm so impressed that you've conducted this whole interview in English. I wish that I could have conducted this whole interview in French. You know, je m'appelle Angel, right? 
j'ai uh, conduit comme un foule, je vais avoir une contravention. J'habite aux États-Unis. So I appreciate that that you um, held this uh, conversation about legacy in in sharing the tool of RTT in, in English. And I again oh, very much appreciate yeah appreciate your time and your hospitality. And I hope Thank that you. to any of the viewers or listeners out there that they will gain valuable insights as well as again another proactive tool that no matter where they're at that they can have those resources um, at their fingertips in addition to all of the conveniences that technology can bring. So on that yeah. note, we hope that you will like and subscribe and share with your friends and family. And until next time, uh, we look forward to uh, seeing you again. Thank you so much, Kassar. And thank you for thank joining. Thank you so much, Angelina. Take okay. care. Okay.